What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. How the fuck are we doing? I hope you're doing great. I hope I wasn't too loud there. I was very pumped up, though, uh, because I'm talking to you, my podcast listeners. I love you guys so much. I hope you're having a great day. Big shout out to the Patreon subscribers. You I love the most. I love all my podcast listeners just about equally. There's a few of you. I don't know why you listen. I've told you I, I don't like you. I've said you specifically. Why do you still listen to my podcast? But I made it clear that I'm not a fan of yours. You know who the fuck you are. The rest of you, I admire deeply. And I think you're wonderful people with great tastes in comedy. That's right. But my Patreon subscribers, you guys in particular, are the shit. Here's something I think I might start doing. Also, by the way, I made a big announcement on the last Patreon episode. So that's something that I might want to entice you a little bit to jump aboard the Patreon Express. That's patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. Uh, I'm going to start doing this. I got a little inspiration from a couple other podcasts. They give little teasers of their Patreon on their regular feed. You know what I mean? So like a little five minute, little taster, a little five to 10 minute thing. So I think I might start doing that on like this, you know, RSS feed or whatever the fuck it is, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast um, under the Joe Kilgallen banner, Joe Kilgallen podcast banner. You'll get a little taste of the Patreon out there to kind of make you go, Ooh, maybe I'll sample that. Maybe I'll pay for that. Help support the show. That's all I ask. And again, I get it. Money's tight for different people, all that kind of thing. I only subscribe to one Patreon per- personally. There's one podcast I support with some money. Um, so I get it, right? If you do want to help out, check out my stamp comedy on YouTube. Check out any of my clips on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. I get, you know, it's monetized. So I get money for all the ads you guys uh, skip through and all that shit. All right. Enough of that nonsense. It is Tuesday, November 8th. It is election day across the United States of America. The midterms that is in between presidential elections. Now, typically the midterms get lower voter turnout for the party that's got like that's in charge, which is currently the Democratic Party, right? You got Joey B, you got Cami, right? They're they're president, vice pres. Then the Dems got the Senate, it's like a tie, I think. So they don't really have control. It's like a stalemate. And they had the House of Representatives. So are the Republicans going to come back, take it over? It kind of happens a lot. You know, these midterms, there's a lot of flipping and flopping around. I'm not going to get into that shit. What I'm going to be thankful for is the fact that after today, we will no longer have to see these goddamn political ads. Oh, they've been brutal. They've been just atrocious. I feel like it's been, it suffocates you. This year, more than any presidential cycle i could remember i feel like it's really amped the fuck up on everything you know i'm a big baseball fan i was watching the world series like nonstop. there was one chunk of commercials in between like the second and third inning where every ad was a political ad i'm like you're not going to mix it up a little bit you're not going to throw me a toyota ad in the middle there you're not going to throw me a fun miller light ad it's just all political ads and they're always the same shit right always like you know in my state we've got in illinois the governor election gubernatorial election if you're fancy between darren bailey who is from southern illinois but sounds like he is from the deepest part of alabama i don't know where that twang came from i know people from southern illinois they don't have like a they don't sound like gomer you know what i mean well i'm just a farmer from southern illinois and i really think i'll do a swell job if you elect me to the state house it's like dude where the fuck are you from man and against uh jb pritzker and I'll the, the the political ads have just been it's too much. 
it's always like my opponent, the Democrat, not only does he want to raise your taxes, but he thinks your mother's lasagna sucks. That's right. Not only does he want to just give criminals houses, he wants to give criminals mansions. He also, his favorite position is missionary. Do you really trust him with your social security and your children's future? Is that what you're going to tell me right now? I don't think so. Illinois deserves better. You need to vote for me. Okay. Because my favorite sexual position is the one where we're both on our sides because we just had a belly full of good food. Because if you vote for me, everyone's got a belly full of food because I'm going to make food cheaper and sex lazier. Okay. Vote for this guy. Right. I feel like that's, that's what these ads have been about. And it's enough. I've, I've, I've had, they're not fun. I want one candidate to actually, whenever there's the candidate that's like, I'm not a politician, I'm a this. It's, they're the most politician. They're the most because they're lying about who they are. You know, they try to go, I'm just like you. I think to myself, gas prices are too high. How am I going to fill up my Chevrolet? Because that's right. I drive an American car, which means he's not just like you. Because the average American doesn't drive an American car because the average American has discovered that they've become pieces of shit through outsourcing and other means. You know what I mean? Like, it's not 1960 where it was like, oh, yeah, a good union guy built that car and I'm proud to drive that fucking Buick. No, it's not like that anymore. The average American drives a goddamn Corolla and they're pretty pleased with it, actually, because they all have a story about how they used to drive a Ford Tempo and then how much those things suck dick. So, yeah, they've switched. And he, he is a politician. They, they You know what I mean? Trump was not a politician in the, in the sense that he wasn't elected to anything before president was the first thing he was ever elected to but businessmen are are very much politicians especially ones who grew up rich in manhattan his whole thing is making that's all it is it's a sleazier really you know um but it does crack me up that the one party that always says they're against celebrities will always vote for the celebrity herschel walker might become a senator from georgia herschel walker I don't know what's going that's that's a lot of CTE there. It's a very good football player, awesome football player. And his head has been banged around a lot. It is very clear that he does not know much of what's going on. And then they've got Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, who I never liked, even before I knew he was a guy who was basically selling snake oil, because I'd see him on his TV show, I'd see him in infomercials, he'd be on Oprah. I didn't like the way he wore his scrubs. Find an old video clip of dr oz not even that old i'm talking like from mid 2000s he would wear his scrubs up so high on his forearms like they had very little and i didn't like the way his he had like hairy like biceps he had like hair on his biceps most men have hair from the elbow onto your hand right he had like this weird and i just didn't like the, the shape of it i you know nothing about it was uh pleasing to the eye it hurt your eyes to look at this man in his scrubs and scrubs are supposed to look comfy. He didn't even look comfy. How did he not look comfy in scrubs? He looked like someone who just like was pretending to be a doctor. It's kind of the vibe I got out of him. He's running for senator. Now, he might win. Um, they both might win. You, you don't know. But like the thing is, I do feel bad for the guy he's running against. This dude, John Fetterman. Fetterman, big guy. He's like 6'9". Got some weight on him. I came across him in 2016 the first time because he was... Speaking on behalf of Bernie in Pennsylvania during the primaries. And I remember because, which I think he did on purpose, pretty smart move on his end. 
He was on, you know, those, those shows where they, you know, they got like multiple people on the screen, you know, all the networks do it. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, they all do it. And in his background, there's a picture of a woman in a, in a bathing suit. I think he's in it too, but I remember noticing her and being like, it's a nice body. Is that his wife? And then I Googled him. I'm like, yeah, his wife's got it's a good looking figure there, you know? And I thought to myself, like, guy knew what he was doing. Showing off his wife for America, which I appreciate. Remember when there was a time in, in the lives of men? I'm sure there's still dudes out there who are like this, who if you said, hey, dude, your girl's hot, they'd be like, fuck you looking at my girl for, dude? You looking at my woman? Huh? I'll fucking kill you. Like, I feel like that dude doesn't exist the way he did in the, you know, way back in the day forever. But I feel like over the last 10 years, that dude has slowly disappeared. Because now it's like, if someone says to me, hey, your wife's hot, I'd be like, yeah, dude. Because it, it says something about me. Yeah, right. It says I'm special because I pulled in a hot, a hot piece and, and put a ring on it, you know? So I never understood that. I, but I, everyone had that. I think that's like a teenage boy thing where you feel like protective. But I feel like nowadays everyone's going to be like, yeah, dude, she is hot. Now the guy comes walking up to you going like, dude, your girl's hot, man. I bet she does dirty shit in bed, man. I'd like to. Yeah, and, and then he says a bunch of vulgar things. Then it's like, all right, you're going to fucking swift head butt to the chin, you know? Uh, bridge of the nose actually make make your face pop open blood everywhere but uh, if someone just says hey man your girl's smoking that's beautiful woman right there nice job then you got to be like yeah thanks dude i know man she's hot right just just got to play it that way you don't have to be all freaking out about it because it makes you look insecure it makes you seem like oh no someone else finds her attractive maybe they'll take her away from me oh no like see it makes you look petty and, and small and yeah, there's some there's certain uh, things that people give away that really shows their insecurity. A buddy of mine, I was talking to him about it over the weekend. Uh, not about that, but just over like crazy encounters. And he told me a story once. Um, this wasn't over the weekend. It was a couple weeks ago. A comedian friend of mine. I won't say who. I was driving him home from a show. And he pointed out an apartment building in which he'd hooked up with a woman. And he told me, he said, dude, the girl was crazy. And I'm just like, oh, how so? Because a lot of times guys throw that around there. And I'm like, nah, she's probably normal. You're just a fucking idiot too, you know? And uh, just to be fair, right? And he's like, no, man, like we fooled around and stuff. And then or maybe in the middle of it, I don't even know if he said that like, they were finished fooling around, but he was like, I got to piss. We're, I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. And then she was like, okay, but if you see my roommate, just, you know, don't really talk to her. And he's like, oh, okay. But well, she says hi to me. Like, what are you talking And she's like, just don't. Don't hook up with my roommate, please. And then it's like, okay, clearly someone's so she's brought the dude home and the dude hooked up with the roommate instead. Clearly that happened at some point because who the fuck would put that out there, right? This poor woman brought a, brought a feller home thinking, all right, me and this dude are going to fool around. And he's like, hey, I got to pee. And she's like, no problem. First door on the left. And she's like, did the pee have to turn into a shit? Maybe he got up to piss. And then realized, ooh, I better drop this deuce while I'm here too. You know, no one likes to play a road game, but I'm here. And then she's like, all right, well, what's going on? And then she goes out there and then she finds this dude all up in the roommate. And now that's in her head. So anytime she brings another guy over, she has to play defense against this slutty ass roommate. Why wouldn't she have just moved out at that point or kicked the roommate out? Maybe she just was stuck in a bad lease, couldn't have, you know, maybe the roommate had like a, well, I didn't know. I just, I thought it was the guy I'd brought home earlier, but apparently he just left. And then I thought, I said, yeah, I went for it. Still very suspicious, right? How would, how would you deal with that? What would you do 
if you found out someone you brought home with snuck off and hooked up with your roommate while you were waiting for them, right? She was probably naked waiting. Like, well, come on, man. Peas are quick. What's going on? Brutal. Anyway, so I told one of my friends told me this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that definitely happened because n- no one's that specific with a, hey, you're going to go use the bathroom. Okay, do me a favor. Don't fuck my roommate. Can you not do that? Jesus Christ, I just met you. Didn't even know you had a roommate until you just said that. And then it made him think, I kind of want to fuck this roommate now. She must be something. She must be something special where dudes are showing up to hook up with one person. They go get a glass of water and they're banging the other one. This must be some roommate from that perspective. But as a person, she's shit. That's a shit roommate right there. And I hope she doesn't have a good life. I don't even know this person, but I don't like what she did to her roommate. You know, it's got to be honor. It's got to be, you got to, there's some code, right? There's got to be some code there. Speaking of code, this is uh, giving me a weird little segue here. All right, we talked about the election. I was uh, thrown around Netflix today, had some had some free time, and came across a movie called Do Revenge. And I don't know what it is. Lately, I've been telling myself, I need to start watching movies I've never seen before. My wife and I recently watched the movie St. Vincent. Came out in like 2014, 2015. It's with Melissa McCarthy and Bill Murray and... Naomi Watts, and who else is in it? Uh, Terrence Howard, and some kid. Anyhow, very much enjoyed it. Thought it was a great flick, actually. And so I'm like, in the spirit of that, I'm like, I gotta start because I I go through you know months of just watching movies I've already seen, watching TV shows I've already seen. I just I don't know. I, I get into that. They say that people with anxiety do that a lot. They watch reruns. People with anxiety love reruns. Because they know what they're getting into and it's familiar and they know they're going to enjoy it. So take, and so I do like that, you know, who doesn't want to pop in a a show that they've already seen before that they know it's going to bring them joy. That's why they air reruns. Duh. Right. So I, but then I'm like, you know what though? I got to broaden my horizons at the same time. You get inspiration from new things. So there's a movie on Netflix called do revenge. And the trailer started playing. And for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? I like a good teen flick and I haven't seen a teen flick for the Gen Z generation yet. I'm trying to think the last teen movie I'd seen. And I want to say it was like the Duff or something like that. But I can't remember the last like teen comedy I've seen. So I was like, all right, this is let's give it a whirl. Right. And I enjoyed it overall. It was it wasn't that there weren't too many laugh out loud moments. It was more like kind of cool. Like, all right, let's see how this goes. You know, for a comedy, though, I remember thinking, like, mm, there could be some more funnier parts. There wasn't that many funny parts. And it did really make me think about this current generation and how they are different, right? But they're almost like a parody unto themselves. Like, whenever I watch anything that's related to this new generation, but it's usually just, like, shorts on TikTok. You know, people will make, like, little short, you know, sketches, solo sketches and stuff like that. You know how they do it now where it's... It's the same person, but they're playing different characters. That's a big thing on like TikTok and Instagram Instagram reels. Anyhow, and I was thinking to myself, who, how old is the person? So I have to look that up. How old is the person who is writing a teen movie in the year 2022? And I thought like, okay, how old were these people watch who wrote the teen movies for every decade? Because Gen Z, and what I meant by them being a parody of themselves is that I feel like whenever there's any comedy that's Gen Z related, there's always reference to how woke they are. You know, they'll use all the terms like, oh, you're toxic. You're part of the patriarchy. 
you know, typical cis white man, you know, they'll do all those like buzzwords that you see trending on Twitter and stuff, which is weird Twitter because people told me the numbers for Gen Z being on Twitter is very low. They're not really Gen Z thinks Twitter's for old people now the same way people my generation think Facebook is for, you know, our parents' generation and all that. So it's it's curious, but I'm whenever they make the jokes about it though, they make jokes about like, oh, they're woke and I can't believe you. I'm thinking I'm like, are they serious? I don't know. <laughs> That's one part of like the Gen Z comedy for like teenagers and early 20s. I'm kind of like, all right, are you acknowledging that it's over the top, some of what this, you know, the way your generation acts? Or are you are you doing these jokes as a way to be like, oh no, this is how we really are, and this is what we would believe in? Because I can't tell. I can't tell because I've seen sides of Gen Z where I'm like, oh, they don't even think all the shit that people think they think. You know, Gen X had that. Generation X's whole thing was they were the slacker generation, so a lot of them leaned into it. Oh, we're just lazy slackers. We're apathetic you know there was a cool interview with Kirk Cobain once where it's like do you think your generation's apathetic and he's like hmm I don't know like just like he was like I don't really hmm who cares like you know it's very like yeah I think he knew what he was doing with that and he's like well why isn't he? he's like we sleep too much like you know he was just kind of playing into like oh we're lazy we're sl-. which clearly they weren't because there's a lot of great inventions and stuff that came out of generation x they just gave off the appearance of being lazy ripped up jeans, flannels, you know, baggy pants. The whole 90s was very loose clothing. And then everything swings the other way. So everything got too tight, which is what I like about Gen Z. They're bringing back 90s fashion because it's a guy who's in his upper 30s now. I want my pants to be a little loose again. That'd be nice, you know? So it's it's interesting. But with every genre of teen movie, and whenever I revisit ones from my childhood, the new ones and the ones that I grew up on, there's there's i enjoy them but then they end and i get fucking depressed a little bit especially watching this one when the end credits hit i didn't even like care for the characters that much a couple of them you root for and all that but i remember just having this feeling in my head where i'm like i am so far removed from high school i am as far removed from high school as i was at birth to high school you know that's that fucked me up a little bit there and then knowing what you know now as an adult whenever you see these high school movies and these kids i almost thought they were gonna do it because i've been waiting for a high school movie to do this for a while they had a really good line where the girl said peaking in high school is so cringe cringe is one of the new slangs a lot of the new slangs you could figure out but the other ones i still am like cap what does cap mean i don't fucking know but like i'm really revealing how old i am right now uh so i kind of like that they were like okay they're kind of hinting at that then there was a scene where I thought she was going to be like, you know what? Fuck all you people. What do I got? Three months to graduation. Great. I'm going to keep my head down for the next three months. I'll never have to see any of you fucking people again. That's where I really thought, because I want that movie. I want there to be a team movie where one character is just like, I don't give a fuck. You, you're, I'm going to ruin you here. You're going to ruin me here. I graduate like in a month, buddy. How are you going to ruin me? You know, what are you going to tell my mom that I did what? Like, you know, it's always, there's always something where it's like, you'll never have any friends in this town again. And I want the, them to be like, I, I've seen teen movies. I know it's not that serious. I've talked to adults. They tell me life is better. They tell me 27 is better than 17. So I don't give a fuck. I would love for that honest teen movie to be made. Something that captures that. 
but I think I get depressed because I do. I just, I don't know. I think I grew up on teen movies. My favorite movies, you know, when you're a kid, you watch kids movies, of course. But I feel like when I got to the age, you know, preteen, I guess, but even a little younger for me, I feel like, but I remember loving Ferris Bueller's day off the breakfast club and all these movies came out when I was like one or two, but I feel like when I was, like I said, 10 to 12, I just got into those. Um, Clueless was a big one that felt like part of my generation, even though I was nine when that came out. Um, there was a good one with John Cusack called better off dead. Uh, God, there's so many good ones. Uh, I don't know. A few other ones will come my way, but then my generation had American pie that came out when I was in freshman in high school, I believe, or eighth grade. And then you had some of the college movies like Van Wilder. I was a fan of, I thought was cool. Old school is kind of a college movie, kind of like an adult movie. Um, God, I'm probably blanking on some really good ones. That's what I should do for the Patreon. My top 10, I can do 10 teen movies of all time. And then there were some good ones when I was above teen. Cause I always thought my generation of like the ones it's what I watched from before high school through high school. But once I graduate high school, then it's sign to the next people. Easy A, that came out when I was in college. I thought that was a good movie. Um, I don't know. There's some other ones that are, Mean Girls was awesome. Can't deny that. That came out when I was in college as well. And yeah, and all of them, looking back on them now, just because they bring me back to when I was that age. And then I know what I know now. And I know like, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. And I'm very fortunate though. I went to an all guys Catholic high school in the city of Chicago. Because it was same gendered or whatever, it was uh, same sex was the term they use. Co-ed. It's weird. It's like it's co-ed means both sexes are there. But when it's only one, it's same sex. Because they can't say co-sex because that sounds weird, right? But what the fuck does ed mean? Go, oh, it's co-education. So like, all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb sometimes. I'm sorry. Um, by the way, I'll listen to the playback of this podcast and think, oh, this is good. It's a good episode. And then I hear myself and it's like, Joe, stay on point, buddy. Going to an all-guys school, I think because so much of the drama happens when you're trying to, you know, as a teenager, you're figuring out, like, your hormones are going and all that kind of stuff, and you're noticing the opposite sex more. And, um, and yeah, I think that's where cliques really start to form more so. Where, in my, you know, in an all-guys school, I don't – yeah, there were cliques. Don't get me wrong. There were, like, groups of friends, but it was never, like – Oh, don't sit with them. There was that that thing, and I don't mean to put that all on women. Um, that kind of drama, but I definitely think when it's boys chasing girls and girls chasing boys, I really think the stakes get raised a little bit. There's more competition in social circles where we didn't really have competition within social circles. No one really gave a fuck. And a lot of people have asked me, "It's like, well, in all guys' school, what was it like for gay kids and stuff?" I'm like, I don't know. It's probably rough back in the day. They probably, you know. And then they're like, well, wouldn't it have been better for a gay kid being an all guy school? I'm like, for their eyes, sure. They're probably like, this is great. I get to go to school with a bunch of hot dudes. But I think teenage boys are assholes, right? I mean, teenage teenagers in general are assholes. But I think myself, if I were a gay dude, I'd want the high school experience to have girls there because then you could be the, the a cool girl's best friend and then no one gives you a hard time. But then that's the nice thing about Gen Z is I don't think they're giving people a hard time for stuff like that. Whenever I do see modern teen stuff, I rarely do you hear where it's like, Oh, this guy fucking likes dick. And they're just being an asshole. I think people are just kind of past that now. And no one really cares. Um, and no one really cared. I think. I don't, I don't know. I remember a couple dudes where it was pretty obvious. No one was like out. Um, 
you see some guys fuck around every now and then, but I don't think it was too crazy. I don't, I didn't see anything looking back where I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have stepped up and said, dude, stop it. But I'm sure it happened though, but nothing that I look back on where I'm like, dude, that looking back, that makes me like, ugh, that makes me sick. I really wish I would have said, hey, dude, leave him the fuck alone, man. He's not bothering you. You know, um, so, th- so I'm thankful for that, that I didn't really see any cases like that, you know? So I guess modern, that's it's another thing too. That's the nice thing about society now. These things evolve, right? And you get you you. I, I would like to believe. Again, I'm not in high school. Clearly, we've established that. But I would like to believe that modern 16, 17 year olds or whatever are cooler and more accepting of people. I know that there's still assholes who are assholes and they're mean to people and all that stuff. But I think the nice thing is that I think it's easier nowadays. It's still probably hard with making friends, but you could find the people who like what you like and things that used to be frowned upon, you know, what are you, are you into tech? No, that's cool. Now, you know, um, I still see people call themselves like, Oh, I'm kind of a nerd. I'm into this. I'm like, that's super popular. What you just described, you know, you can't be like, I'm a nerd. I'm into Marvel movies. Oh, really? The movies that make billions of dollars and they're the only thing holding up theaters these days. They're keeping the industry of cinema alive and well, like that's what you, Okay. It's like the most mainstream shit. So I guess, yeah, that's something to be thankful for. All right. Um, let me switch gears here for a second. I wanted to talk about this. Well, it would have been my dad's 68th birthday last week, November 2nd. And we had a real nice thing Saturday night. Um, got together with some family and, you know, just, just at a bar, just had some beers. It wasn't like no one did like a, to Matt, you know, as my dad's in a toast or anything, but you know, it was just good to be together. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I miss him every day. It's, uh, it's still very hard and all that. Um, but you know, you gotta, life goes on. It does, unfortunately, but that's why I wanted to get together though. Cause I've seen it too many times. Also. Yeah. This is, I had more bad news over the weekend. I found out a comedian friend of mine who Unfortunately, really haven't hadn't talked to for a while, but we were like, we'd like each other's stuff on Instagram and Facebook. And, um, but I really, you know, I hadn't like talked to him, talked to him since I left LA or maybe I did shortly after, but it doesn't matter. Brian Moreno uh, passed away. I, I don't know how, um, it, he was such a good dude. It was a great guy. He produced some shows in LA. I did a bunch of shows with him. He had done comedians you should know. And, yeah, he'd been on the my old podcast, Comedians Talking Sports. He was on that one. And fuck, I don't, it's just really, it's heartbreaking. It's really sad that a guy that I only associate with positive times, I'm, you know, just a guy that you were happy to see. I saw him everywhere. Like, you know, I saw this guy all the time for three and a half years about, and to think he's gone is crazy. And my wife was like, oh, did you see this woman's post? And I kind of like glanced over at her computer and I saw that woman with Brian Moreno. I'm like, oh, what are they dating? And then she's like, no, he died. I'm like, get the what? It was just like I like launched out of my seat. Like he died. Hot. Like it was just, dude, that's why I'm really, you know, last week's episode, I really talked about, you know, appreciating life and taking risk and, and focusing on the joy of, just how lucky we are to be alive. And, you know, there's negativity all around you, but it's like how you deal with that. And, 
you know, get rid of those negative influences in your life and all that kind of stuff. I'm really, I don't know. I can see myself becoming more spiritual as I get older. I can really, I don't know. There's something about, um, yeah, you just start to realize where like, I notice people who I determined to be haters very quickly. It's not even specific towards me. You just kind of notice like judgy people a little bit more. And then as soon as I notice, I'm like, mm, I don't like this. I gotta, I gotta stay away from that. I just want to be around people who want to have a good time. And, and people who do want to grow and learn and experience new things and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm trying to keep my energy towards these days. And, you know, a lot of it's gonna, it's, I'm sure everyone who's lost a parent goes through this and lost anyone that they're very close with, like this just strong level of grief. And, you know, the World Series going on, I remember being like, oh, God, I'd, I'd be talking about this play with my dad. I'd be talking about that play. Oh, Kyle Schwarber had another home run. We talking about how stupid the Cubs were to have let go of Kyle Schwarber, who's bashing home runs in the World Series. You know, it's, yeah, there's always, you know, oh, that one Giro place closed. I would have talked to my dad about, like, every day it's something where I'm like, man, he really was my first thought when there was news. Like, I can't wait to tell my dad this or here's something I'll talk about my dad, you know, just all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then I remember myself, like, you know, my dad was a little bit younger than me when he lost his dad. And I never, when I was a little kid, I never thought like, Oh, daddy's sad. He doesn't want to get out of bed today. Or daddy's, you know, he feels like he's not paying attention to me. I never noticed that. So I think he probably just thought, all right, I had a great dad and now I have to be a great dad. And that's where I'm getting my, you know, inspiration from. You know, I have to, um, you know, you got to keep living. And I think to myself, like, I want to take inspiration from my dad and be a great dad to my kids. So as much as uh, some days are really hard and it sucks a lot and, you know, the holidays coming up are going to be brutal. And, you know, I'm not being around for his own birthday or my birthday and not seeing, you know, a lot of that stuff, right? It adds up. But then you just try to be thankful for all that. And then that's how you keep uh, the spirit alive. Cause that's something that's always depressed me before is that people die and then everyone's sad for a few days. And then it just seems like it seems like they're never here. Like we it just, everything goes on. And I'm like, well, I don't want that. I want to still honor friends that are gone and family that are gone. And I know with my dad, that'll never cease to be the case. Of course, he's always going to be with me. Um, but so yeah, if you're out there, I know that's that's hard. And some people don't want to face it. Some people are just like, nah, it's just gonna make me sad. I feel those feelings. Feel them. That's part of being a human. And be grateful that you get to feel sad. And because you know you come out of that. Uh and if you don't if you struggle to come out of that, get help. Seriously, get help. Don't don't wallow into it to where it uh is debilitating. This podcast started off real fun and silly, and then it went shoo. All right. Here's something that's kind of cool. I meant to talk about the last podcast, but last podcast was Halloween episode. Congratulations to Sean White and Suba Argawal. I'm sorry. I, I always fuck up your pronunciation of your last name. I'm a piece of shit. But anyhow, their wedding was amazing. I went to their wedding on October 20 something. So just a couple weeks ago. And it was beautiful. It was a traditional Indian wedding. Uh, I did think they were going to get yelled at by the guy doing the ceremony. Cause they're both, they're both comedians. So they were up there making funny faces out at us in the crowd. Um, and so it didn't feel super religious cause there were some jokes there and they were messing around with some stuff. Cause they do a lot of different things. Like they, they walk around in circles 
as part of in the color it's so colorful these indian weddings beautiful gowns um just a lot about it i, I dug i really love the culture of it and i remember at one point being like i gotta get some pictures and then i'm like oh, i feel like the whitest dude here taking as many pictures as possible just felt weird it felt like a weird vibe i'd be sending out there where it's just like this you know you ever see like pictures where it's like an american in japan and he's just like being gaudy as hell taking like oh, look at this look at this shit ah you know just like they couldn't believe all the stuff they were seeing that so i was like ah, i don't want to be that dude all right i want to act like it's it's cool okay i respect your culture i'm not taking pictures of it so i could go home and show my sons i'm like and get this shit they threw fucking flower petals at them weird right you know i didn't want to do that which i didn't think was weird indian food by the way i do find really good and i've only been a fan of indian food the last like year and change i was one of those kids growing up where i was very picky eater and even as i got older i remember thinking to myself oh there's some stuff i don't want to really mess with indian food is great one caveat though is sometimes you bite into something and you're like, this is going to set my mouth on fire. Because I, I think I can handle spice pretty good. But the way their spices go, I've noticed, it goes from zero to 60 way quicker than you can imagine. You know, there, I mean, there's some spice stu spicy stuff out there that will get you immediately. Or as soon as you touch your tongue out, you're like, well, oh, no. And they have it where you take a bite and you're like, oh, no. You know, and it's, I, I don't like, that part of it a little bit i feel like there needs to be a more gradual warning into the spice because some of the stuff i'm like i love the spice oh it's hot but I'm, I'm digging it and then other stuff it's like i'm gonna go outside and open my mouth and run i'm gonna do sprints with my mouth wide open and hopefully the air will get this taste off my tongue because it's on fire right now uh but no it was a great time a good time uh the food was great drinking with everyone was great uh caught up with a lot of old comedian friends who i hadn't seen in a long time just really good people and it was beautiful beautiful wedding so congrats to those two and i'm trying to think is there any other funny stories from it specifically not really and i like to keep these podcasts to about a half an hour or so um check out my comedy on youtube check out the patreon and yeah you guys have yourselves a great weekend have yourselves a good election day and thank you for listening to the joe kilgallen podcast aka kilgallen's pub and as always cheers <laughs>